Welcome back to In His Service Together Radio in association with the Evangelical Church Alliance International. I'm your host, Elman Krupnik. In Psalm 7 we read, O Lord, my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me. Or they will tear me like a lion and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. O Lord my God, if I have done this, and there is guilt on my hands, if I have done evil to him who is at peace with me, or without cause have robbed my foe, then let my enemy pursue me and overtake me. Let him trample my life to the ground and make me sleep in the dust. Selah. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Rise up against the rage of my enemies. Awake, my God. Decree justice. Let the assembled peoples gather around you. Rule over them from on high. Let the Lord judge the peoples. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity, O Most High. O righteous God, who searches minds and hearts, bring to an end the violence of the wicked and make the righteous secure. My shield is God Most High, who saves the upright in heart. God is a righteous judge, a God who expresses His wrath every day. If He does not relent, he will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He has prepared his deadly weapons. He makes ready his flaming arrows. He who is pregnant with evil and conceives trouble gives birth to delusionment. He who digs a hole and scoops it out falls into the pit he has made. The trouble he causes recoils on himself. His violence comes down on his own head. I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord Most High. In Psalm 8 we read, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea all that swim the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, 
How majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen. Let us pray. O gracious God and Heavenly Father, you have reminded us of the presence that you have in all of the earth through all of your creation. And God, we are so thankful that you sent your Son, Jesus Christ, for all of the earth, for everyone on the earth. And God, your desire is that everyone be reconciled to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I would ask that you would help all of us to bring that message of salvation to everyone that we come in contact with, to every life that we touch, that you remind us always of our desire and your desire, that all should come to you and be embraced by your love through your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, and give us the strength to do that. In Christ's name, amen. sing 549, which is the doxology, we'll sing that together, number 549. 
worship is found in the hymnal number 691. This is how God showed his love for us. He sent his only Son into the world that we might have life through him. This is what love is. It is not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven. Dear friends, if this is how God loved us, then we should love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made perfect within us. This is how we are sure that we live in God, and he lives in us. He has given us his Spirit. And we have seen and tell others that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever declares that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him, and he lives in God. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 422, I Know Not Why God's Wondrous Grace. Number 422, I Know Not Why God's Wondrous Grace.
in prayer this morning. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have brought us into this house of worship just to come and praise you. And Lord, we want to be united in spirit, united in heart, united in mind, united in soul. As we sing the hymns together, as we pray together, as we read the the scriptures together, and as we fellowship. Lord, we want to dedicate this entire time to you. And God, part of this time of worship is an opportunity for each and every one of us to pray to you about the needs and requests that we have in our lives. And Lord, we are doing that right now. The unspoken needs, that only the presence of the Spirit in our lives can communicate to you those deep longing needs that we have. The needs of family members and of friends, the needs of patients throughout this medical center, the needs of the staff that are working here today, the needs of the family members that will be coming and visiting their loved ones. Lord, we lift all these things up to you because none of our prayers are too big, none of our prayers are too small. And God, we are so thankful that you do hear our prayers and that you love us and that you accept us just the way we are this morning. God, we are so thankful for that grace that you have given us. The grace that reminds us of the love that you have for each and every one of us. Thank you, God. And we are so thankful that you have taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 416, I Was Sinking Deep in Sin. Number 416, I Was Sinking Deep in Sin.
Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, beginning with verse 21. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? Instead, don't you put it on its stand? For whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more, and whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful for this time of worship that we have had. And Lord, I would ask that you would help me to interpret the scriptures that we have read this morning, the hymns that we have sung, the prayers that we have made together, so that we can just draw closer to you in all things in our lives. Help me now, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. The other evening, I uh, had an opportunity to go out and have dinner with my children and their spouses, and uh, we had a really nice time, and it was a good time. We've been trying to do this at least once a year for the last couple of years, and my daughter uh, made a mention that she really enjoyed the time that we had and that we should do this and make it an annual event. And as we were kind of just enjoying the fellowship of being with each other and hanging out, after we went to, uh, to dinner, we went over to a coffee shop and we were having some coffee, and uh, one of my daughters-in-law came in with a bag. And inside this bag was a gift, a present for me. It's not my birthday. It's not my anniversary. It's not any kind of particular holiday or an event for me in any way, shape, or form. It was just a gift that they wanted to give their dad or their father-in-law. And inside the paper bag was a shadow box. Are you all familiar with what shadow boxes are and what they represent? For those of us in the military, we're pretty familiar with what shadow boxes are. And so my children took it upon themselves to get a very special gift for their dad, for their father-in-law. About a year or so ago, uh, a, a ship that I used to serve on when I was a Navy chaplain, the USS Constellation CV-64, for those of you that are Navy people and you want to know all that kind of stuff, it was actually being to, taken to the scrapyard than it was being taken apart. And I had served on the Constellation, the Connie, on the last deployment that it had when I was part of the ship's company when we went for OIF, Operation Iraqi Freedom. And so I just happened to remark to my son and my daughter-in-law, you know, that the Connie was being towed from Bremerton over to somewhere off the coast of uh, Texas, the state of Texas in the Gulf of Mexico, and the ship was going to be taken apart. So they took that statement as indicating that I must want some kind of memento from the ship. So my daughter-in-law, who was pretty persistent, she kept on calling the shipyard for about nine months every week asking for something from the chaplain department, from the spaces within the chaplain department, 
And so she finally got a hold of someone that was willing to help her, and she said, can you give me something from the chaplain department on board that ship? And so they said, yes, we actually have a plate, and if you're familiar, if you've ever been on a ship, you have little plates in terms of each room and each space has a designated number in terms of where that space is located on the ship. And so they said, yes, we have the space plate for the chaplain office, and we'd be more than happy to sell it to you. In fact, they said, we are going to be putting things on eBay. True story, I'm not making this up. And so my kids had to go on eBay and bid for the ship plate for the chaplain office on board the USS Constellation. They didn't have to bid too much, but they had to, they had to make a bidding because other people were involved on this, about this plate from the chaplain office. So they gave me the shadow box yesterday, and as they took the bag off of it, there was the plate from the chaplain office on board the USS Constellation. There was a patch from the ship. There was my picture when I was serving on it as chaplain in, in uniform. There was the, the ribbon indicating the deployment that this ship went on. And I must admit, I was, I was deeply moved. I was totally surprised. And I'm one of those kind of guys where, you know, you don't have to get me anything. I don't want you to spend any money on me if you, get, if you, get, if you understand that type of personality. And I, I was just totally surprised. In fact, uh, the shadow box was so cool that it kind of brought a little tear to my eye that they were thinking of me so much that they spent the time and the effort to, uh, to get me a shadow box of my time on board the ship. And that was really cool. And uh, my wife can tell you that I was, I was deeply surprised, deeply moved, and, and, and very thankful of acknowledging that love. I tell you the story because even though the shadow box is really cool and I will place it predominantly somewhere, probably in my bedroom, where I will see it every day, the shadow box in itself and the, the plaque indicating the space and the, and the room number and, and where it's located on the ship for the chaplain office, all of those things are important and it's a good memento for me and a wonderful gift that my children and my in-laws have provided. However, it does not measure who I am as a person in Christ. It's part of my life. It's a remembrance of a part of my life and my service to my God and to my country and to the Navy and Marine personnel that I served on board that ship as a chaplain. But it's just a part of the measurement of who I am. The scriptures that we have read this morning reminds us that when we have things in our lives, how do we evaluate them, how do we take them into our lives, and how do we measure them as being a part of our lives? The scripture gives us the example of a lamp, of a light. And if you have a light or a lamp, you do not put it under a bowl or you do not put it under a bed, because what is the purpose of that light or of that lamp? to light the way, either for you or for someone else, to be the, the ability to be able to see things in darkness. As followers of Jesus Christ, God came into our lives through his Son, Jesus Christ, to be the light of the world. 
When we came to know Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior, we became part of that light. We became connected to God's light through His Son, Jesus Christ. So what do we do with that light now? If you and I have come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we represent that light. It's light that needs to be shown to everyone that we come in contact with. It's light that is not supposed to be put under a a bowl or to be put under the bed. It is a light to be shown to other people. It's the light of who we are in Christ. So how do we measure ourselves with that light? I know that there are times in my life when that light has been pretty dim. That light has never gone out. The presence of God has always been in my life when I came to know Jesus Christ. But there have been times when the measure of that light was not very bright. It was very dim because of the things that I was going through in my life. God wants us to always show and to demonstrate that light towards others. The same light that showed us the pathway to Him through Jesus Christ. But sometimes our light gets dim. Sometimes we have challenges that we have to face in life. Sometimes there are difficulties that we pray that they would end. And if you will, we pray, if it be possible, Lord, please take this cup from me because I am suffering so much. But even in those darkest of times, God still wants us to show and to demonstrate the light that we have in Christ. And He never wants us to cover it up. He never wants us to hide it in any way, shape, or form. Because... Christ tells us that as long as the light is still being shown in our lives, no matter how dim it might be, that there's always the hope that we have in God. As long as that light is being shown in our lives, we never lose sight of the hope that we have in Christ. The pathway may grow dim, And there may be times when we have shadows along the way because of a variety of things that we're facing, because of the choices that we make in our own individual lives. But God always wants us to show that light. God measures us by the light that we show and demonstrate in our lives on a daily basis. Sometimes that light is dim. Sometimes that light is bright. But God always wants us to show that light. We are measured by that light. We are measured by the fact that as we walk into our relationship with God, that He bestows and He gives us that grace, that unmerited favor, that no matter what you and I have done, it doesn't matter in the eyes of God. All of those things have been forgiven. The scriptures remind us again and again that as far as the east is from the west, our sins have been forgiven. And many times we need to be reminded of that. Because I don't know about you, but I am my worst enemy when it comes to my relationship with God. I am the one that says I am unworthy. 
I am the one that says, I don't belong. I am the one that is overwhelmed by my fears. God doesn't do any of those things. I do those things. I think those thoughts. I make those choices. And God says, you don't need to do that. Let that light shine in your lives. Be measured by that light. Be measured by my grace. Be measured by my forgiveness. Be measured by my love. And when we do that, we do see the circumstances in our lives for what they truly are. Just things that are temporary. Just things that are not long-lasting. This past week I was attending a conference, uh, something that I have to do in one sense, some things I want to do in terms of going to the conference. And every once in a while I actually learn things when I go to some of these conferences. And as I was listening to a presentation, this chaplain was talking about the fact that when they deal with people with different ideas and, and different philosophies, they ask them questions about what they believe in. And it's not to prove them wrong. It's, it's not to get into any time of argument. But it's just to talk about truth that you and I want to have. You and I want to have truth in our lives, right? We want to listen to truth. We want to respond to truth. None of us want to listen to lies. None of us want to respond to lies. All of us want to have the ability to trust what we believe in. Because if we believe in a truth, if we trust in a truth, then we have purpose in our lives. That purpose is that light, is that measurement in terms of our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. And one of the things that the chaplain was talking about was the fact that he had talked to several people that believed in a specific type of philosophy. And as he was asking them some questions, and as he found and went, went a little further, did a little research about this particular philosophy that these people believed in, he found that even though that they believed in a specific idea, in a specific truth, that they acknowledged that the truth had no purpose for them. Now think about that. Why would somebody want to believe in something that had no purpose for them? But yet they believed in this idea. They believed in this philosophy. They believed as they saw it in this truth. But yet they acknowledged that it had no purpose for them. And even going even further than that, you would think, well, that would be enough. We don't even need, even need to go any further. The research that he was looking into also found that not only do they believe in a truth that did not give them any purpose, but it was progressing. Did you hear what I just said? They believed in a truth that did not give them any purpose, but yet it was progressing. Now, how can that be? How can that be? How can you believe in something that has no purpose, but yet you believe that that no purpose is progressing? And so the philosopher, as he was, the chaplain, as he was talking to these different people that believed in this philosophy, 
he was trying to get them to understand why do you believe in something that provides no purpose for you, but yet you say it's progressing. How can that be? Those, those and those things seem to be opposed to one another. And of course, they did not have an answer for him. Because they were trying to measure something that had no purpose. How can you believe in something is progressing? How can you measure that when it doesn't provide any purpose for you? What's the demonstration of it in your life? And so God is asking each and every one of us this morning, in your relationship with Jesus Christ, in your own individual lives with the Spirit of God in your life, does it give you that purpose that you need to have? Does that light give you that measure of purpose in responding to all of the variety of circumstances and challenges that you have to face on a daily basis? Does it give you that purpose? And is that purpose, is that light progressing in your life? Is that light getting brighter? Is that purpose getting stronger? Because it should be. And it doesn't mean that we don't have failures. It doesn't mean that we don't make mistakes. But as with everything that is worthwhile in our lives, the relationships that we want to have, the relationships that are important to us, the truth that we believe in, the things that give us purpose, are things that give us that permanence in our lives. And many times we obtain that permanence by taking two steps forward and one step back. But what are we always doing? We are always going forward. Yes, we are always going forward. We're not looking behind. We're not looking what happened. We're not looking back at the what ifs. All of those things have been taken care of. All of those things have been forgiven. All of those things through God's grace are no more. You and I no longer have a history in the eyes of God. All we have is what is looking forward to our lives every day, going forward, taking that two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, making progress in our relationship with God, following the light that God wants us to measure our lives by, always making that connection with Him in spirit and in truth. Because that's how we are measured. And as we take that truth, as we take those steps forward, measuring our lives not in terms of some kind of success, but just identifying the purpose that we have in Christ and making that progress in Christ, having that spiritual maturity that as we become closer to God, we see things in a different light because we are not hiding it. The things about who we are are being revealed to other people. And we're okay with that because we know that those things have been forgiven. That God's grace covers all of those wrong choices that we have made. All of those mistakes that we have done. All of those sins that we have committed. And all of those things that are made known, we're saying, you know what? I'm okay with that. You can bring that all out into the open. 
because I know that God has forgiven me. I know that God loves me just for who I am. The light of Christ is showing in my life, and yes, sometimes it might be a little dim, it's not as bright as it could be, it's not as bright as it should be, but God wants us always to continue to go forward in Him, to show and to demonstrate the light that God has given us, the light of truth, the light of love, and the fact that as we go through life, He wants us to show and to demonstrate that light that He has given us to others. Because that's how we are measured. And if we want to have more of that light, then we need to show and demonstrate more of that light to others. Because if we don't, that light will grow dimmer. You will not see the things the way that you need to see them. Because the light will be growing dimmer. You will not see the truth the way that you will that you need to see the truth along your pathway and journey of life. Because he wants us to stay in the light. He wants us to always have that purpose, always to be progressing. Because if you don't walk in the light, if you don't let that light shine, you will find your place, you, you will find yourself believing in a truth that gives you no purpose. But yet, it's progressing. In other words, you'll be going nowhere. You'll have no purpose, and the progress will be going nowhere in your life. And God doesn't want you to have that. He wants you to be constantly in that light. Because as we walk with God, there is that light. There is that light that gives us that direction and the security that God wants us to have. Being able to promote those truths that God wants us to promote. Not about ourselves, but it's about our relationship that we have with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. So it is my hope and prayer that as we measure our lives, we do so in the light of God's grace, in the light of God's forgiveness, in the light of God's love. Because in doing so, we are going forward in our daily lives as we look forward to the day when we will be united with Him forever. Amen. Please take a few moments as we prepare our hearts for communion. It gives us an opportunity collectively as the body believers in Jesus Christ to acknowledge our Lord and Savior. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have reminded us to walk in the light and not in darkness. That the measure of our lives is our journey with you, the journey of purpose the journey of truth, the journey of our maturity that gives us that progress that we want to have to draw closer to you so that others can come to know you as well. But Lord, forgive us when we have allowed the dimness in our lives to come in, when we have allowed shadows of things that have 
upset us, the shadows of wrong choices darken the path. And God, we want to be able to see things clearly in all aspects of our lives. And Lord, we just thank you that we can do this in communion, acknowledging the forgiveness of our sins that is there to light our path for ourselves and for each other. Thank you, God, for forgiveness of our sins and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. unto you. The Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Please join me with me in your hymnals to number 414, Softly and Tenderly, number 414, Softly and Tenderly.
gracious God, we are so thankful for this time that we can worship you in the light, that we can see the truth, and that we can measure ourselves, Lord, in our relationship with you. Help us, God, to stay in the light. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.